What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is Monday, June 7th, 2021. Welcome to the First Minute, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot and in the NFT universe, a little bit of a broader scope these days. Today's show, we're going to talk about some news at the First Mint, as well as some other cool stuff that's been going around the NFT universe. Then we're going to recap some of the stuff that was set in office hours last week. That's right, the big man, Roham, was in there, the CEO of Dapper Labs. He was talking about what's coming up at Top Shot, so we're going to talk about that real quick. And then we're going to move on to the main theme, which is about how the marketplace has kind of bounced back in the last couple of days. That's a nice thing to see. I want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show constitutes trading advice in any way and that the show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the first minute. kick this off with a real quick recap of what's going on at the First Mint this week, specifically today. Join us today at two o'clock for Club Cold Brew, which is our little fun Twitter Spaces party. Twitter Spaces being the audio-only format of Twitter. Listen to me, Phil D., probably George Reister, former NFL, and he's been on the First Mint a few times, as well as Bakra Party, the founder of the 30 for 30 Cool Cats group. We're going to be on Twitter Spaces during the pack drop for Metallic Gold, drop number three. There's only 5,000 of these Metallic Gold packs, but then, of course, rebound packs for everybody else. We're going to be hanging out for about an hour during that drop, so make sure you come and hang out and talk all things Top Shot, Metallic Gold, and Cool Cats. Also, we've got a contest running on Twitter today. It is for a tree. That's right. The first ever contest we've done that isn't for an NBA Top Shot moment. It's for a bonsai tree, the hottest NFT project of last week. We had the founders on the show last Thursday during our live show. It got a little weird, but it was super fun, but it was still kind of weird. We're giving away one of those trees on Twitter. You have until the end of the day to retweet it and tell us what the term NFT would stand for, if not for non-fungible token. Also, some fun stuff in NFT land, specifically sports that happened over the weekend. On Friday, LaMelo Ball, he dropped his NFT, but then he started showing up in some popular NFT discords. Not sure if it's actually him or not, but it did very much seem like him. He actually ended up picking up one of the Bored Apes from the Bored Ape Yacht Club. If you don't know that project, it's very interesting. The floor for apes is, is quite high now, but they have a very rabid and great community. We had Josh Ong, who's part of their community, on our show also on Thursday. Anyways, LaMelo came into that Discord. He bought himself an ape. He started talking to all the other ape people. And as of last night, he was talking about actually buying one of those bonsai trees and then also touting the collaboration he did on Twitter with Pranksy, who is a very well-known and very big and wealthy NFT collector. I'm not sure how I feel about this LaMelo Ball NFT. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully endorsing it. It does seem cool. It does seem to have way more uh, utility and benefits than a typical celebrity or athlete drop, so that's good. Also very good to see him involved, whether it is him or not. It did seem like him. So that is, again, much further than most athletes have gone in terms of actually embedding themselves in community. I think that drop lasts for another two or three weeks. Good to see LaMelo kind of starting to hang around. 
what's been going on at Top Shot the last couple of days. Obviously, the marketplace has been surging, and we're going to talk about what may have caused that a little later in the show. But probably what was most interesting the last couple of days was Roham, the CEO of Dapper, showing up in office hours with Jacob on Friday. Whether you tune into these or not, this was definitely one of the best ones in a long time. Roham came in there and dropped a lot of updates and news about Top Shot, as you would expect from the CEO. You can read the entire recap in our latest newsletter or one of our Twitter threads. Overall, Roham kind of gave the general sense that obviously Top Shot is getting very close to dropping some big stuff. We are still in beta, so obviously he's still touting that. However, he did say that, uh, you know, before they can turn on the marketing jets, that they are going to, you know, still experiment with a few more tweaks to the drop experience, which is really kind of the flagship of what Top Shot is, or the tentpole, as he put it, as well as making some marketplace tweet tweaks. There were a lot of updates in that office hours, but there were two very interesting points to me, or themes, I should call them. The first one was the idea or the general theme about holding moments and participating in Top Shot and the perks that may be coming down the line. He talked about the Cool Cats Lounge, which is the promised special Discord channel for the people who hold all 30 cool cats. And he also talked about how there was gonna be many more updates coming to collector score in you know the coming weeks and coming months. It's still something that they're tweaking. He also talked about how one day we might be able to buy and sell entire sets on Top Shot and what that might look like. Basically, he's telling us that there's so much more coming for the collector experience, which is what we all knew and hoped for, but it's really nice to hear that from him. And that's obviously he's something that he wants us to hear because he wants us to keep holding on and stay very deep and, and enthusiastic about Top Shot. But again, hearing it from him, very nice, and, and I think made a lot of people kind of turn a little bit of more of a positive tone through the weekend. The next very interesting thing that he talked about, or the resounding theme, was the idea about staking and crypto and all the fun decentralized finance DeFi stuff that you'll be able to do someday in Top Shot. Probably not in the next couple months, but definitely in the next couple years. He gave some insight basically into how he hopes the flow token, which is the underlying currency that supports the entire flow network that Top Shot is built on. He gave some insight into how the flow token will function and other things that it's gonna allow people to do. And these, these functions are very, very similar to what you can currently do with Ethereum and you can do in DeFi with all the different protocols that have exist and that have been built in the last couple of years. For example, one, letting people fractionalize their moments, as in decentralize the ownership. So let's say I own a big time LeBron moment, I'd be able to fractionalize the ownership, as in let all of you guys own a little piece of it. Also, pretty much just like doing a sale of breaking the moment into different pieces. He said that we'd be able to do that and also do it with collections. The next example he gave or, or insight he gave was the idea of composability. Now, composability is very important in the NFT and crypto world, and it is going to be very important in Top Shot. Composability basically being that people will be able to design and create experiences using Top Shot moments in the Top Shot protocol experiences that they make on their own and develop their own infrastructure. So pretty much hinting that later in the future, once Top Shot 
moments can be taken out of Top Shot and you can build other tools for them, that they're going to be very open to that and that he's hoping that they're going to build something that other people can build on top of. Kind of like an iPhone with multiple apps that people can build. The last example he gave, or the one that I liked the most, was the idea of staking. And if you don't know what that is in Decentralized Finance, well, I'm not going to go too deep into it because it is, it is, a, it is a whole other can of tuna. But... Basically, in DeFi, what you can do with some of your cryptocurrencies is put it into a protocol that lets it, uh, that gives it use for other people. So either people can use it as a loan or it just supports the network that the cryptocurrency is built on or some other functions. I'm not sure how that's going to look in Topshot, but basically, we might eventually one day have the incentive to hold our moments by staking them into Topshot, which then in return, we would be given flow tokens for supporting the network or supporting Topshot. It's very speculative what I just said. I, I don't know if that's going to be it for sure. It probably won't, but it might be something like that. Again, if you understand DeFi, this makes a lot of sense to you. If you don't, well, be patient. There's a lot more to learn, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that someday. Overall, that last point, you know, the whole part about staking in crypto, it also reminded me that at the end of the day, Roham is a nerd. And that's good. I mean that in a really good way. I like Roham. And, 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 and I mean that in the way that it's like, when he gets going with talking about this kind of stuff, you can even tell that some of the more, um, you know, less crypto involved people kind of roll their eyes over because they kind of lose track of what he's saying, which is good. He clearly wants to nerd out about all the great stuff that Top Shot is going to enable for people and how it's going to keep bringing them along in the crypto journey. But it's also kind of funny because there's a certain point where he just kind of loses everybody because he goes so deep. All right, now it's time for the main theme. And again, this won't go very long, but if you've been on Top Shot in the last couple of days, you've noticed that there was a market resurgence over the weekend with a lot of different sets and moments, pretty much everything kind of popping up about 5, 10, 15%, uh, maybe 15 is too much, maybe like 5 to 10% since maybe about Thursday. And which is interesting because, you know, Top Shot, it, it feels like forever now that Top Shot prices have been falling. They've been going down since pretty much the second week of March. And I think for a lot of us, we'd kind of thought that maybe that was it. Like, we're just going to keep going down forever. But that, you know, as much as the market was never going to go up forever, it also wasn't going to go down forever. So this really shouldn't come as that much of a surprise to anybody that it popped off. But again, we got to think about what actually caused it. So... A few ideas. Well, first of all, Thursday's collector score announcement that you would need 2,500 points to qualify for today's uh, metallic gold premium drop obviously motivated quite a few people to get their score up to that. As we know, there were already changes to that collector score that you would get this marketplace bonus if you had spent more money than you had sold, but that still left a lot of people probably just shy. So probably a lot of people starting to, you know, over the weekend trying to get their collector score up. And maybe also, you know, some positive reinforcement from Roham's office hours appearance. Like I just mentioned all the great stuff he was talking about, like, you know, completing sets. And in general, just the overall positive outlook that may have caused people to start buying as well. But even those two things, I was really wondering when I was kind of writing this podcast, 
how impactful could they really be? Like we've seen collector scores before and not always, you know, have we been given time to complete uh, the, the collector score. So maybe that had an impact, totally the timeline. But really those two things of Roham office hours appearance and a new collector score for a pack drop that only has 5,000 packs of just a metallic gold, which totally, there's a Kevin Durant metallic gold in there. That's great. But really this big of a surge, like this big of a movement just on those two things. And in some cases, some sets went up like almost 40% in the last couple of days. Is that really what has driven this? Maybe or maybe not. But here's what I think is really happening. Here's what I think the undercurrent of all that actually is. The market has been cratering. Yes, that's been the theme for like three months now. And, and, and we've been freaking out about it. Some of it's been good, some has been bad, whatever. The market has cratered. During that time, some people held, some people kept buying, and some people just sold and left, and they still haven't come back. They may never come back, and that's okay. But the people that are here now, those that are remaining, probably you guys that are listening, and me, we're true believers. Whether whether you're angry or you're happy or whatever, we are, we're true believers. We're still here. We didn't cut and run. We're still here. And we've been either waiting for the market to pop back, and then once it does, probably not sell, because that's a positive sign. We would maybe hope that our stuff will go back to the same valleys of February, or at least halfway there. Or, or we're a group that's been waiting for a small bump and before we actually start buying again, hoping that that small bump would perpetuate the next wave. So maybe people have been waiting to see this kind of bump and then they're like, oh, it's going up. I'm going to start buying on my way up. Or maybe some people think that it hit bottom two weeks ago, you know, after the, uh, let's call it underwhelming marketing or at least underwhelming for our expectations. Maybe some people thought that that was it. Top shot's dead. Can't even market itself. I'm out. And the market really cratered, uh, you know, about middle of the week before last. So maybe some people thought that that was the bottom and they were just waiting for the right time to buy after that bottom. But it could also be new users or even some users who've been watching from the sidelines, people that maybe had gotten in on one or two pack drops way back, but hadn't done much more and had just been waiting and watching prices go down. They've been waiting for the time to come in and now that we're approaching the playoffs, or rather that we're approaching playoff backs, we've been in the playoffs for two weeks, they are finally picking their moment to start buying stuff that they like, which is what I've been doing. I'm kind of an amalgamation of all those roles. I'm a bit of everything. And what I'm going to do now, I don't do very often, but I'm going to talk about the stuff that I've been buying in the last couple of weeks. And this has been a trend for me for maybe three weeks now. And I will say as well that through April and May, I did do quite a lot of the really accessible challenges. I love accessible challenges. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I love little common challenges like the Cool Cats uh, Challenge 5 and 6 where you just had to collect some of the common moments. The Hustle and Flow set, I did both of those. I really like those. I usually stay away from the higher end challenges. You know, I might do, I might do this LeBron metallic gold, although it'll cost a lot of money, so I don't know. Anyways, since those smaller challenges... I've started to scoop some stuff up here and there. It started a couple weeks back when I went in all in on Cool Cats. I only had a few of them, but a couple days before the challenge ended, I went and bought all of them, or, you know, a couple weeks ago, yeah, whenever that was. Spent about $1,500 on that, which now, ironically, is worth more than $1,500 for the entire set because people have refused to sell that Lamello ball for too little. It's been holding it around, you know, twelve dollars to $1,500 for the last couple days, which is great. So I bought Cool Cats, 
And I've also been buying a lot of Top Shot debuts. But not the really expensive stuff. No Series 1 Top Shot debut. Come on, come on. This is, you know, this, is, this ain't no big bank of LG. Been buying some of the cheaper stuff. Or even some of the players that I like. Like someone like Jonas Valanciunas. Right? He used to play for the Raptors. I like him. His Series 1 base moment, his, his Top Shot debut was for like $35 the other day when I bought it. That's not bad. And that's something that I want. I think he's a good player. He's still kind of in his prime. And for all we know, the Grizzlies could be a good playoff team next year, or at least half decent, maybe win a couple of games or win a round. I've also been looking at anything else in Series 1 that's, you know, essentially a top shot debut. So like a first edition for some of these players, as well as Metallic Gold, both Series 1 and 2, which are considered the flagship sets and also the core sets of Top Shot. Another thing I've been doing is collecting some rookies, both from this year and from last year, especially some of those cheaper moments. It's not bad, even for like three or four bucks. It's like, yeah, I'll take I'll take it a manual quickly, uh, not fully rookie premier triple badge, but like, you know, a, a one from his rookie year. I'll take one of those for four bucks. That's okay. I like that. I like some badges. And I've also been completing sets. I posted this on Twitter yesterday that, you know, obviously I finished the Cool Cat set. I still have it finished. But I also finished the early adopter set on the weekend. I had a few from way back. I had them for a while. But that to me is a set that I think might be really important. And also hearing Roham talk and then also just thinking about the idea of having a complete set got me enthusiastic and kind of pushed me over the edge. You know, made me realize that maybe one day there will be benefits for that. Not right away and not like a 10x in price right away, but that in the future, it might be a decision that I'm happy with. Especially something like that, Early Adopters, which is from Series 1 and it's called Early Adopters. And I'm sure it's called that for a reason. Early adopters are the first moments minted ever that are not Genesis moments. Genesis and Platinumized moments. A whole different story if you don't know what those are. Anyways, early adopters are the first moments ever made that are on the marketplace. So that's important to me as well. And now I'm looking at some other sets. I'll tell you which ones. I've been looking at the finals rare set, which is the finals from last year, which might be, for all we know, the last finals where we ever see LeBron James, and also probably the last finals where we ever see moments minted that few for a rare set. And I've also been looking at the Seeing Stars set. I like Seeing Stars from this year. I like any set that has the NBA logo on it. All this isn't trading advice. You know that. I don't want anybody to write to me after and say, hey, stop shilling Top Shot. Honestly, this entire show is what we do anyways. <laughs> I encourage you to decide for your own what you want. This is just what I'm doing, and I, I'm always very hesitant to share it, but I'm telling you now. And for all I know, the market will crash. Crash tomorrow. Crash today. But then again, the playoff sets come out this Friday. And I feel like a lot of people are going to come back to Top Shot and want some of those moments. We'll see. And that is going to do it for us today, folks. If you're qualified for the pack drop today, good luck. Good luck. Get yourself a cold brew. Come hang out with us on Twitter Spaces. Otherwise, we will see you Wednesday on the first note.